Hello, everybody. This is Rafal Davidovich. Welcome to the Explorations Podcast. This is our weekly Parsha Shear. This week is Parsha's Matos Mase. We are concluding Sefer Bamidbar. That's the fourth book of the Torah that we are now concluding tomorrow in Shul. And there is an element of the Parsha that appears a couple of times, I believe two elements actually, one connected to the other, that I feel is very important to share with you as a general principle in life. And that is that there are two uh, things that happen. One is a halacha, meaning there's a law, and the other one is a story. And I see the law as being connected to the story. The Torah, the uh, the Parsha, Parsha's Matos, begins with the laws of vows, meaning nidarim. It is possible for a Jew to make a vow and have that vow be binding. In the case of women, there is an interesting halacha, two halachas in fact, one in which when a daughter under the age of bas mitzvah makes a vow, her father has the halachic power to annul and to cancel the vow. When a woman then gets married, under certain circumstances, not as far-reaching as the father, the husband has the power to annul a number of his wife's vows, simply to cancel them. Within the day of hearing about a vow, if the father doesn't like what his daughter pledged to do, he can simply cancel it. And in many cases, if a husband doesn't like what his wife vowed to do or not to do, he may cancel that vow. And the word in Hebrew is known as hafara, which means to to cancel. There's another word that is used, yani, which means to negate, to negate the vow entirely. This word, to negate, is used later in the Parsha as well, when the tribes of Reuven and God speak to Moshe and they ask if they can remain on the eastern bank of the Jordan because they like the land on the eastern bank of the Jordan. When Moshe Rabbeinu hears them do this, he says, do you know what you're doing? This request will have the effect of demoralizing and negating the excitement, using the same word, yini'un in Hebrew, the excitement that the Jews are having. We are right now on the brink of entering the land. We will enter in a matter of a few months. And by you saying you want to remain on the eastern side of the Jordan, you are doing the same thing that the spies did when they discouraged the Jews uh, from entering. You are also having that effect. This idea of discouraging and of negating is the power that can exist when you have someone in a position of authority has the power to veto something, right? To say no. And Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to Ruvain and God, you are also saying no. You're canceling their desire and their will to enter the land. And I realized what a powerful, powerful uh, power that this is. To cancel and negate. I don't mean cancel, cancel culture, all of that. I'm not referring to that at all. I'm talking about having that negative force to say no to something and to discourage someone from doing something. It is a powerful tool. And very often, it is a tool that should not be used. And it should not only not be used, but very often it's dangerous merely to express negativity if that will result in the person not just being demoralized from doing the thing that he's asking you or suggesting to do, but creates a negative cloud over all possibilities and any decision that they may undertake. 
So Reuven and God didn't have any legal authority over the rest of the Jewish people. However, they were members of Klal Yisrael. They were children of Israel. And by making a decision, they would weaken the resolve by creating this negative force against what they were planning, what they had been planning to do already for some 40 years, almost 40 years. I therefore always think to myself and to encourage anyone listening that the power to discourage or to countermand an idea is something that should be taken with the greatest amount of caution because with just a little bit too much negativity, those negative reverberations can last sometimes not just for months, but literally for a lifetime. I've witnessed this. I have plenty of anecdotal data to suggest this. So I suggest whenever anyone has an idea, to never say no. I've advised people going into meetings with people who I think are unreasonable, and I tell them, listen, you're about to enter into a meeting. You're going to hear things at this meeting that you don't want to hear. That you might hear ideas at this meeting that you think are absolutely ridiculous. But don't say no. Say you have to think about it. Say it's an idea. Say you have some thoughts about it. You want to mull it over. But to say no is something that is often a weapon of, of massive destructive capability. As destructive as simply totally annulling a vow that a father can do, or what Moshe Rabbeinu was warning those two tribes that they were about to do to the rest of Klal Yisrael. Make this, especially now, we are starting a month of Av, can be seen as a negative month. I try to think of the things, not to think of the negativity involved, even though we don't have a base of Mikdash, etc., but to think of the positive things that we are missing, to appreciate those positive things even more. Which is why I've made a point here in Shul, since the three weeks began, of learning some of the halachos of the Beis HaMikdash, not the halachos of how to mourn, which of course you have to cover as well, because you have to know how to observe halacha, but to talk about the positive. What is the Beis HaMikdash? What did it mean to us? And think of it in those positive lights, not with the no, but think of this period of time as a time of yes, so that we should know what we in fact did have, and this leads to greater appreciation. I wish all of you a good Shabbos.